Today is the birthday of the Rebbe Arash. So we learn a mimer of the Rebbe explaining the teaching of the Rebbe Arash. This mimer is based on a verse in Song of Songs. A locked up garden is my sister, my bride. A locked up spring, a sealed fountain. That's the, uh, that's what the verse means. A locked up garden is my sister, my bride. That's how Hashem describes us. We're a locked up garden. So Rebbe Marash says in his mimer of Tazrim the he brings down the explanation of the Targum. Targum says, just like Gan Eden is closed, and only the souls of the righteous can enter Gan Eden, so to the Jewish people are, so to speak, closed, and they don't allow anyone else in to enter them except for their husband, except for Hashem. They, they are closed to anyone else except for Hashem. They're opening. They're not open to anyone else but Hashem. So Rebbe Marash explains that a garden is a place of pleasure. And a closed garden means you have no pleasure in anything but godliness. You don't want anything else. In the, another discourse before this, Rebbe Marash explains the closed garden means that a Jew is protected from transgressing God's will. He's a closed garden in the sense he won't go against God's will. So the, the focus in the discourse before is about being closed practically, doing the right thing. In this discourse, based on the Targum, the Rebbe Marash says not just that the Jew is closed from doing the wrong thing, but also that he has no pleasure other than godliness. He's closed in the sense that he won't, he won't have any pleasure from anything else but godliness. Um, even in this discourse, it does mention that giving a closed garden is that also means something practical. He says, for example, you don't talk about things which are insignificant. In your closed garden, you don't let your mouth talk about things which aren't important. But, but, the, but the focus of this discourse is, is uh, uh, that you're, you, you give, what are you going to enjoy? You reserve your enjoyment, your pleasure, your gishmak to only be in holy and good things. Now, that's what the Targum says. But there's another explanation of Mitzudah's David. Mitzudah's David explains, just like a closed garden, that only the owner of the garden can enter the garden, so to the Jewish people are closed to everyone but Hashem. So we have two explanations, the Targum and the Mitzudah's David. So the question is, the idea that the garden is a place of pleasure is also true by a regular garden. So why does the Rebbe Marash need to bring down this explanation of the Targum and say it's th- that this is a reference to heaven, to Gan Eden? Why not just use the analogy of a regular garden? Especially the analogy of a regular garden seems to be more in sync with the analog. What are we trying to convey? We're talking about the pleasure of a person that a person is closing up and protecting himself from having any pleasure from anyone else except for Hashem. He's not going to have pleasure from things of this world. So the appropriate parable of this is a regular garden. We're talking about the pleasure of a human being in this world. So why does the Rebbe bring down, and why does the Targum say, that this is referring to Gan Eden, which is... A different plane. It's, it's, it is a place of pleasure and godliness. It's not, it's not talking about the pleasure of a human being. 
it, it would seem they want to bring an analogy of what of, of, the, of the Jew that he's a closed garden. Say he's like a regular garden that the only ones who could enjoy the garden is the owner of the garden. So to the Jewish people, when they give their when they give their pleasure to Hashem, why does it bring the explanation that compare this to heaven? That heaven's a closed place and only the righteous can enter. When the stands for first prefacing what it says in this discourse that the closed garden is like the first stage of marriage. Marriage are two parts. There is Kedushin and there's Nesuin. Kedushin means where a woman is designated to be married to someone. She's forbidden to all their men. And then marriage is consummated in Nesuin where there's a union of husband and wife. So the um, prayer we say that mentions marriage, many prayers, but one of them is we say on Shabbos, be, make us holy with your mitzvahs, give us our portion in your Torah. The word make us holy, also means kedushin, which is stage one of marriage. What is the halachic mechanism of stage one of marriage? Man gives the woman a ring and says, be married to me like the law of Moses and Israel. The woman becomes designated to this person, and by her designation, she's forbidden to marry anybody else. So what's, the main thing that's going on is her designation to him and her being forbidden to others. That's compared, as we'll see, to Mrs. Stage two, where there's a union of husband and wife, that's like the second part of the phrase in the prayer. Give us our portion in your Torah that a person, just like in marriage, in the second stage of marriage, there's a union of husband and wife and the person in this relationship to Hashem, has, is receiving something inside of himself from Hashem, and it's so deeply um, connected to him, it, it becomes so much a part of him, that he could say, give us our, our portion, it becomes something that's, that's inside of him, part of the Jew. So the reason we phrase our prayers, with first ask Hashem to marry us in stage one with mitzvahs, and then to give us our portion in Torah, why, why is that ordered that way? The reason is because when you do a mitzvah, you bring down to the world a divine light that's transcendent, that's infinite. The impact of the mitzvah on the person is primarily that he should be distanced from, from all kinds of negative character traits, from all kinds of desires to the wrong thing. So it's like kedushin. it's like the, the, the man giving the woman the ring in the sense that the main thing that happens when he gives her the ring is not that they're united. The thing that's happening is that she's forbidden to anyone else. And so too, in the, through doing a mitzvah, a Jew is lifted above all kinds of negative character traits. He's lifted above all desires. The mitzvah brings the light of Hashem upon him that, brings, that lifts him above, the, that, that, that takes away the um, attraction to negative things. And by him being lifted above the attraction to negative things, through this, he becomes a vessel to absorb the light of Torah, and the Torah could be, in the language of King David, in his stomach. That's the of marriage. So first there is kachem tzesecha. First there is the separation from all kinds of desires of this world. That's what the mitzvah accomplishes. Kachenu, he becomes holy. He becomes designated to only be connected to only be connected to Hashem, and that's a preparation for an inner union with Hashem that is in marriage, that is in Torah study, which is compared to marriage. The comparison 
of Torah study to the second stage of marriage. And the comparison of mitzvahs to the first stage of marriage is then in two things. First of all, in how the divine flow reaches a person, and also in what the divine flow itself is. In, as you just said, when you do, in the performance of mitzvahs, the divine flow that reaches you is mainly transcendent. However, when you study Torah, the divine flow that comes into you comes internalized. That's in the, how the, the light of Hashem reaches you. Is it something external or is it something internal? Just like in the analogy of betrothal, the main thing that happens is external. She's forbidden to others, but not internal. Not, there's no inner bond yet that's been created. So to a mitzvah, bring the, just the, the light that comes to a person through a mitzvah lifts them, away the neg- uh, lifts them above negative things. And the actual um, internal bond with Hashem is achieved through the study of Torah. That's the, the way the light of Hashem reaches him. He reaches, the Torah's light comes inside of him as opposed to a mitzvah where the, Torah's light, where the mitzvah's light is just transcendent. Just look, it's not something which, which is internalized. There's another difference, another distinction between Torah and mitzvah, which is analogous to marriage, the two stages of marriage. The divine flow of Torah, not only does it go inside the person in a deeper way, it also comes from a higher and deeper place in, in heaven. It's a higher light of Hashem, so much so that compared to this higher light, the divine flow of a mitzvah is considered to be the hindermost, the lowest. It's considered to be the, coming from the backside, so to speak, in comparison to the divine flow of Torah. And that's why it's compared to marriage, because in the union of a husband and wife, there is the husband gives in this union something that comes from his essence. And so to the Torah, there's something that comes from Hashem's essence. And this is also alluded to. In the words, give us our portion in your Torah, the word, our, the word portion indicates two things. Number one, as we said before, becomes part of you, part of the, it's our portion, becomes part of the Jew. And number two, it's our portion, it's also part of, it's part of Hashem. When we have a part of Hashem, you have Hashem Himself. So when you study Torah, you're connecting and you're receiving from, from the essence of Hashem. It's a part of Hashem. So the phrase in our prayers is first we ask Hashem to sanctify us with his mitzvahs and only then do we say give us our portion in your Torah. That we need to be, the mitzvahs as I said before, they, they, they make us a vessel for Torah. And that's the reason why before our departure from Egypt, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to give us the mitzvahs that are described in the, the Torah portion called Achodesh. In that Torah portion there are many mitzvahs. Mitzvahs which are for all generations. Mitzvahs which are counted in the 613. Why was it important that before we left Egypt we should have these mitzvahs? Because the departure from Egypt marked the beginning of the process of the giving of the Torah. So before we leave Egypt, before we start the process of receiving the Torah, Hashem gives us many mitzvahs to prepare us to receive the Torah. To, receive, to prepare us to stage one of receiving the Torah, which is leaving Egypt. And then we, gave, we were given 10 more mitzvahs on the way to Mount Sinai in this place called Mara. And that's also the reason why the beginning of the entire Torah talks about creation. As Rashi says, Hashem wants to, to give us the response to the Gentiles who say to us that the land of Israel doesn't belong to you. We should, we should tell them, no, God created the world and gave us the land of Israel. Why does the Torah begin with the land of Israel belonging to the Jewish people? Because what's unique about the, about the land of Israel? Most mitzvahs can only be done in Israel. So before we discuss 
the giving of the Torah, the first thing the Torah talks about is something associated with mitzvahs. And that's also the reason why every year, before we come to the holiday of Shavuos, we are given many mitzvahs. The mitzvahs of the holiday of Passover. Mitzvahs counting the Omer. And also every day. The same way it is every day, that every day before we study Torah, we're given many mitzvahs. We can study Torah before Davin, but the main study of Torah is after Davin. And in order to study Torah, Hashem gives you a many mitzvahs. So what's the mitzvahs he gives you? He gives you the mitzvah of saying Shema, the mitzvah of putting on film, the mitzvah of prayer and others. And so too, in the year, Pesach every year is the birth of the Jewish people. Just like every day you're born anew every morning, so too we're born every year on Pesach. And Hashem gives us many mitzvahs before we receive the Torah on Shavuos. Mitzvah of the holiday of Passover and the mitzvah of counting the Omer. Rebbe Rash continues in his discourse and says, just like in the marriage of a husband and wife, by the husband giving the wife a coin, or something equivalent to a coin, she's able to use that coin to buy something that she could eat and sustain her and keep and stay alive. So too, when Hashem gives us a mitzvah, and we're saying that in giving us the mitzvahs, He is marrying us, Hashem doesn't just give us a mitzvah, by giving us a mitzvah, He gives us energy. Hashem gives us life. Hashem gives us animation through the mitzvah. As it says in the Torah, the mitzvahs should be done in a way that give you life. You should live the mitzvahs. It's also connected to Rebetzin um, Rivka, whose husband's birthday is today, that uh, she was the one who was instructed by the Tzemach Tzedek to eat before davening uh, in order to have life in her, in her davening. It's better to eat before davening so you should be alive near davening. Okay. So although the mitzvahs are the, the will of Hashem, and in general, the will of Hashem is something which is transcendent and above all of creation, nevertheless, by performing the will of Hashem, that gives energy to the person performing the mitzvah, inner energy. Because we see this, because by doing a mitzvah, it doesn't just affect your, your, your external parts, your, your thoughts, your words and actions. The mitzvah doesn't just impact you externally and what you think and what you say and what you do. But the mitzvah affects your feelings. The mitzvah affects your desire. The mitzvah affects what you enjoy. As we said before, that by doing a mitzvah makes you separate from all kinds of negative character traits, all kinds of desires for negative things. So that's the meaning of the passage that we quoted before. The Jewish people close themselves. They close their opening. to They don't, they don't enjoy anything else but godliness. What gives them that that decision, that resolve, that they will not open themselves to enjoy anything else but Hashem, that's achieved through mitzvahs. The idea of a Jew closing himself off from everything else and deciding he only wants to enjoy godliness, that's something that is achieved through mitzvahs. But still, that's only the external part of the heart. He hasn't, he hasn't yet come deep, deep within his heart. And that's why that, at the um, first phrase in that verse closed garden refers to the, um, the relationship of Jew to Hashem. It's an analogous to being betrothed to Hashem, but not yet married. So now we can explain the Targum's translation of this verse, that this, that this verse is referring to heaven, that just like heaven is closed and only the righteous can enter heaven, so to the Jewish people close themselves up and they only enjoy godliness. Why does he give the analogy of heaven? Why not just use the analogy of a regular garden? Because 
The reason you use the analogy of heaven is because he wants to tell us the mechanics. How did a Jew come to that realization that he only wants to enjoy godliness? It's because of the light of Hashem. The light of Hashem that comes into him through doing a mitzvah, that's what transports him away from desiring other things. And that's why the, the appropriate analogy is Gan Eden. What's Gan Eden? Gan Eden is a place of godly enjoyment. So what causes the Jew to decide that he only wants to enjoy godliness, he only wants to enjoy good things and holy things, where does it come from? It comes from performing mitzvahs. So he has sort of like a taste of Gan Eden in him by performing, performing a mitzvah. And that's why the Targum uses, a, uses the analogy of Gan Eden because he wants to say what is it about um, the Jew that makes him decide he doesn't want to resist all kinds of temptations and not even have these temptations. It's because of the pleasure he has um, in godliness and that, that pleasure is given to him by performing mitzvahs. So that's why the Rebbe Marash brings this explanation of the Targum because that's the basis for his next words about the um, meaning of our, the phrase we say in our prayers, sanctify us, marry us with your mitzvahs. How do you Hashem marry us with his mitzvahs? Just like a betrothal. The woman is forbidden to others. Just one, she's designated her husband. Through the betrothal, so too by performing mitzvahs, that causes us to, um, to cut ourselves away from any other kind of pleasure, and our only pleasure should be in God's. But now the Rebbe is going to go deeper. And we're going to see how these, this analogy of Gan Eden um, is also relevant to the next part of the discourse, which talks about the closed spring, the, um, the locked up spring, the Gal Noel. The Gal Noel is also related to this, um, um, what the Targum said about Gan Eden being a place that only the righteous can enter, a closed, a closed garden that only the righteous can enter. That's also relevant the next phrase the Rebbe explains, give us our portion in your Torah, the marriage-like, the second stage of marriage um, model uh, in our relationship with Hashem. Seemingly, the discourse of the Rebbe Arash is all about the first part. It's about the closed garden, about us uh, closing ourselves up from other pleasures. So, it, why does the Mirab Marash bring the second phrase in our prayers, give us our portion of your Torah, that's not really relevant. It seems that's not the focus of his discourse. He just wants to tell us about we're like a closed garden and the, through the performance of mitzvahs. Why does he also mention the second phrase of the prayers, give us our portion of your Torah? So, it, it would seem that the, the second phrase is about the second, the second phrase in our prayers is parallel to the second phrase in Song of Songs. Sanctify us with your mitzvahs corresponds to closed garden. Sant, uh, give us our portion, your Torah, is parallel to a locked up spring. It says in the Medrash, closed garden refers to those who are virgins, closed springs refers to those who have already been with their husbands. It says the Machzadeh, closed garden is engaged, Closed spring is married. The Tzemach Tzedek also says that um, Gal Nol, the word Gal, also means to open up. And it says in the Torah, in, in Tehillim, it says, Gal Ein, I open up my eyes. Let me see the wonders of your Torah. The main marriage with Hashem is when Mashiach will come. Because then Hashem will reveal to us the secrets of the inner parts of Torah. So our marriage with Hashem is a time when 
we will have the um, the inner dimension of Torah be revealed. So that's that's connection between the simple translation of Gal Noel, the closed spring, and the idea of marriage. When do we get in touch with the closed spring? When do we get the, the revelation of Torah, Gal Noel, which opens our eyes when we get married to Hashem? But that's what the Tzemachsedek is talking about. But the Rebbe Rashi's Mimer is only speaking about the closed garden. The next discourse talks about the closed spring. So it makes sense to say the reason why he's mentioning the uh, second phrase, give us our portion in your Torah, must be that through this, something that's understood more about the first phrase, closed garden. So, so there must be something that, about phrase one or phrase two that have relationship, because that's what the Rebbe Rashi explains, give us our portion in your Torah, in the discourse about mitzvahs. Why? We said before like this, when you do a mitzvah, a mitzvah gives you life, gives you energy, makes you excited, right? So, the reason why you're able to learn Torah in a way, the Torah comes part of you, the light of Torah comes inside you, is actually an outgrowth of the, what Hashem has given you in the mitzvah. The mitzvah also gives you inner energy, gives you inner excitement and the life in your service of Hashem. The mitzvah gives something to you, makes you alive in your service of Hashem. Where you see that life, you see that life in the study of Torah, in the marriage with Hashem. But it, it's already beginning in the um, initial stage of performing mitzvahs. Even before you've studied, you're studying Torah, just the, the, the mitzvahs is not only a negative thing, mitzvahs is also a positive thing, there's also inner vitality that's in your life, in your soul, in your body, through the performance of mitzvahs. So, what you see in marriage, in the inner bond of the Jew and Hashem, in the study of Torah, in the, in the, in the, in the cleaving of spirit to spirit, in the study of Torah, that's just a, a revelation of the inner bond that is already achieved in the performance of mitzvahs. That doesn't say this, but perhaps just like an engagement itself, there's already there's also excitement in, the, in their relationship then as well, even though they're, they're, they haven't yet uh, been intimate, there's still a lot of excitement in that initial stage. So, so to performing a mitzvah gives you excitement, gives you life in your serving Hashem. Where do you see an expression of that union? Ah, in the study of Torah. But that's just an expression. The inner vitality, it's not, a mitzvah is not just negative. A mitzvah also gives you excitement in mitzvahs. So that's the meaning of the verse, closed garden, closed spring. Closed garden refers to doing mitzvahs. Closed spring refers to studying Torah, and especially the inner dimension of Torah. And both of these services of Hashem have to be done in a way of chathchila ribber as the instruction of the one whose birthday is today. said, the world says, try to crawl, if you can't crawl under an obstacle, then go over it. Nebuchadnezzar says, I say go straight over. So that's how you're supposed to learn Torah, that's how you're supposed to do mitzvahs, with that, with that approach of going straight over all obstacles. And so too does this apply to going from strength to strength, to going from one level to another level, to going from the level of being engaged to Hashem, to being married to Hashem. That this departure, from being engaged, to be married, to, to achieve a deeper bond with Hashem, that has to also be done in a way of going beyond. And when a Jew does something in this world that causes a response in heaven, with an arousal from below, says the Zohar, there's an arousal from above. And also the divine flow through our service of Hashem in these two areas causes a reciprocal response in heaven, also beyond all limitations, in a way of the Chathchila and Ibn. Not just... Hashem doesn't just go straight over the limitations of, of, of 
heaven in a similar way that the person goes beyond his limitations, but rather uh, far beyond the leaping over of human being, Hashem gives something far more, even far, far beyond something reciprocal to what the person is doing. And what's the response? It says in the Torah, if someone tells you, I've tried and I've succeeded, believe them. The word succeeded in the Torah, in the literal translation, it's not succeeded, it's I've found. Someone says, I've tried and I've found, believe them. The emphasis is I've found, not I've succeeded. What's the idea of finding something? When you find a lost object, it's a total surprise. It's something which has nothing to do with your efforts. It's something which is like, wow, you discovered something new they, 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 they didn't have before. Um, it's a discovery. It's not even... I don't think the, the right analogies of a lost object. It's, it's, it, we want to say it's similar to finding a lost object where there's a total surprise. So too, when, when someone says, I've tried and I've found, I've discovered, the emphasis is something which is incomparable to his efforts. So just like when you find something, it's like a shock. Oh, I, I found it. So too, um, the, the response of Hashem is not just that the Hashem gives us far beyond our efforts, that there's a discovery in it far beyond their efforts, but more, this discovery itself could be in many ways, even in things which are beyond us, or many things which are beyond us. The discovery will, will be in a way of a chathchila riber that's beyond, beyond, beyond. Not just, it's, it's beyond your efforts, but it's beyond the regular kind of, of response. Hashem says it, in general, if you try, I'll make you uh, discover things beyond your efforts, but on Rebbe Rashi's birthday, the bracha is more that it should be in a way of beyond, beyond. Beyond the usual rule that when you make an effort, Hashem gives you success beyond your efforts. May it be Hashem's will by talking about all these things and especially by doing all these things. We should merit speedily in our days, mamish. We should merit soon, mamish, the future redemption. And at that time, there will be the perfection of mitzvahs and Torah, the perfection of the fulfillment of this, of this phrase in our prayers. Sanctify us with, this, with, with your mitzvahs and give us our portion in your Torah. The, the perfection of mitzvahs. Because Mashiach will come, it says, we will then do the sacrifices as you desire. We'll do all mitzvahs the way Hashem desires. Then there, Mashiach will come. We perform all mitzvahs as you desire. It also be perfection of Torah. As it says, a new Torah will, will emerge from me, Hashem says. It's obviously not a new Torah, but a new revelation of Torah compare, and compare, similar to something brand new. And all this should happen faster than the blink of an eye. And this itself should happen in a way of beyond, straight over, that there shouldn't even be a blink of an eye. Mamish, mamish. Shkayach, shkayach.